Good evening. Today is the 6th of January, 2020. Today is the Feast of the Epiphany, which is one of the major feasts in the church. So the, the Epiphany is that Jesus revealed was revealed as the Son of God, as the Word made flesh of God, as God incarnate. And there are all kinds of ways in which we remember this. Um, the Magi um, discerning Jesus' presence by reading the stars and coming to meet him. Um, that's a really common one. And in some cultures, people even give gifts on the Feast of the Epiphany is, I say some cultures, including here, <laughs> instead of on Christmas. And it is, well, it's a special special day and we've got some special readings for it. And if you want to read more about it, the um, Episcopal Church has the dictionary online that you can go and, and you can look up various terms and the epiphanies in there. So I'm not going to wax on about that uh, too much longer. But let's get to our readings here. So we're in daily office year two now. And also, and I think I mentioned this the last time that we spoke, many churches transfer the Feast of Epiphany to the closest Sunday. So I think, I think we did that here at my church. I actually, I did not attend on Sunday. I'm... I'm working night shift for a couple of weeks, and so I was just getting home, and I was pretty exhausted. So I'm kind of working that schedule out, but one of the blessings of my funky night schedule is that I am awake at some hours that I would not normally be awake, and so I can, I can pray at some times that I normally wouldn't, and that's been pretty cool. Um, it's been a real blessing for me. So there are blessings even in hardship, even things that other people intend for evil, right? Um, I shouldn't necessarily say people, other forces. Sometimes it's other people, I guess, but I like to think that that's not their, their best self that's wishing ill <laughs> on me. So yeah, uh, speaking of blessing in what was intended to be suffering, Our readings this evening are Psalms 96 and 100, and Isaiah 49, 1 through 7, Revelation 21, 22 through 27, and Matthew 12, 14 through 21.
Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one lights a lamp to put it under a bucket, but on a lampstand where it gives light for everyone in the house. And you, like the lamp, must shed light among your fellow men so that they may see the good you do and give glory to God in heaven. Let us confess our sins to God. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, be not far from us. Come quickly to help us, O God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Christ has shown forth his glory. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to God a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours for you made it and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our maker. For he, for she is our God, and we are the people of her pasture and the sheep of her hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to her voice. Christ has shown forth his glory. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless her name. Tell of her salvation from day to day. Declare her glory among the nations, her marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is God and greatly to be praised. She is to be revered above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but God made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before her. Strength and beauty are in her sanctuary. Ascribe to God, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to God glory and strength. Ascribe to God the glory due her name. Bring an offering and come into her courts. 
Worship God in holy splendor. Tremble before her, all the earth. Say among the nations, God is king. The world is firmly established. It shall never be moved. She will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before God, for she is coming. For she is coming to judge the earth. She will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with her truth. Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to God, all the earth. Worship God with gladness. Come into her presence with singing. Know that she is God. It is she that made us, and we are hers. We are her people and the sheep of her pasture. Enter her gates with thanksgiving and her courts with praise. Give thanks to her. Bless her name. For God is good. Her steadfast love endures forever and her faithfulness to all generations. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah, chapter 49, verses 1 through 7. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. God called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, she named me. She made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of her hand, she hid me. She made me a polished arrow. In her quiver, she hid me away. And she said to me, You are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet surely my cause is with God and my reward with God. And now God says, who formed me in the womb to be her servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to her. For I am honored in the sight of the Lord. And my God has become my strength. She says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
My soul proclaims the greatness of God. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for she has looked with favor on her lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is her name. She has mercy on those who fear her in every generation. She has shown the strength of her arm. She has scattered the proud in their conceit. She has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. She has filled the hungry with good things and the rich she has sent away empty. She has come to the help of her servant Israel for she has remembered her promise of mercy, the promise she made to our fathers and mothers to Abraham and Sarah and their children forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Revelation, chapter 21, verses 22 through 27. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is God the Almighty and the Lamb, and the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God is its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings and queens of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. People will bring into it the glory and honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will enter it, nor anyone who practices abomination or falsehood, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. God, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Matthew chapter 12, verses 14 through 21.
But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him, how to destroy him. When Jesus became aware of this, he departed. Many crowds followed him, and he cured all of them. And he ordered them not to make him known. This was to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, with whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not wrangle or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. He will not break a bruised reed or quench a smoldering wick until he brings justice to victory. And in his name, the Gentiles will hope. Praise to the Holy... Oh. <laughs> the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Lord Christ. The Apostles' Creed. I believe in God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, her only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Mother who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Will you suffrages set B on page 122 of the Book of Common Prayer? That this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful, we entreat you, O God, that your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill, we entreat you, O God, that we, that we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses, we entreat you, O God, that there may be peace to your church and to the whole world, we entreat you, O God, that we may depart this life in your faith and fear and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ. We entreat you, O God, that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in the communion of St. John, St. Francis, St. Clare, St. John, oh, sorry, I got John in there twice, and all your saints, entrusting one another in all our life to Christ. We entreat you, O God.
God, who by the leading of a star didst, magna, didst manifest thy only begotten Son, the peoples of the earth, lead us, who know thee now by faith, to thy presence, where, may be, where we may behold thy glory face to face, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I'm going to read that one more time, partly because I stumbled through it the first time. O God, who by the leading of a star didst manifest thy only begotten Son to the peoples of the earth, lead us, who know thee now by faith, to thy presence, where we may behold thy glory face to face. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Most holy God, the source of all good desires, all right judgments, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, so that our minds may be fixed on the doing of your will, and that we, being delivered from the fear of all enemies, may live in peace and quietness, through the mercies of Christ Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Be our light in the darkness, O God, and in your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night or any time. For the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. O God, the life of all who live, the light of the faithful, the strength of those who labor, and the repose of the dead, we thank you for the blessings of the day that is past and humbly ask for your protection through the coming night. Bring us in safety to the morning hours. Through him who died and rose again for us, your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way. Kindle our hearts and awaken hope, that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Keep watch, dear God, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, gracious Christ. Give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. And now is the time when I share a few of my own thoughts. And I kind of imagine you sitting here with me, sharing your thoughts with me as well. And I love this virtual discussion that we have here, reaching through time and space. And it is inspirational to me. I hope that it is to you as well. So my thoughts on the Psalms were, first of all, that they are, they are both songs of praise, literally. And something I've been thinking about personally in my life is that I've just been hungry for 
knowledge and learning and growth and mental stimulation lately. So I've been doing a lot of listening to podcasts and not as much listening to music. And I've been mindful lately of bringing music back in to my life too because it is very nourishing. And so I think that singing praises to God quite literally is something really important. My son and I were having a long, well, we have an ongoing discussion about church, but we were having a, a long conversation about church services. We're starting up a new, or we started up during Advent, a new Wednesday night service at our church, um, our priesthood, that is um, Grace Cafe is what it's called. Uh, so it's very informal and there. It's communion and also eating of soup and bread together. And the format is much more informal. Um, so group discussion in place of a sermon, things like that, which is really lovely. And then I was listening to a podcast that Nadia Bowles-Weber gave um, back in 2014 where she was talking about her church in in Denver that she started up um, House for All Sinners and Saints. And one of the things she mentions um, is that the format is much different in her church. Um, there's not an altar or a pulpit. Everyone sits together in a circle. Well, I mean, there is an altar, but it, it's in the middle. And everyone sits in a circle around it. And the music is not led by a praise band or an organist, but is all um, sung a cappella by the entire congregation. There are some, there's a talented cantor and there are some folks that come early and kind of learn their parts and then sit dispersed through the congregation just to kind of help and guide. And that sounds absolutely lovely to me. Um, I'm thinking about trying out some of these things. The other thing, not totally related to this, but I'll digress for just a minute, is that she has a period of 10 minutes after the sermon for like reflection, I think in discussion as well. Um, and it's during that time that people write the prayers of the people. So in, instead of using a, a pre-given form, it is they are literally like written right there. And I think that'd be really neat to try in a Wednesday evening service. But anyway, back to the music. Um, my son is very particular about music. When we were in Mississippi um, at St. John's Ocean Springs, Jack loved the music there. He, um, he also went through his voice changing while we were there. He was very much in the throes of puberty. I brought down with me a little boy and brought back with me a young man. And he sang in the adult choir. Um, the organist there was incredibly gracious and very gifted and not only produced beautiful music um, with her organ and choir for the congregation, but also guided Jack through this rite of passage in just a really, a really tender and compassionate and beautiful, but also like strong and educational way, all of those things together. But in general, Jack does not like traditional hymns 
or church music. Um, he finds it too simplistic, he says. And he kind of feels the same way about the folky, modern Christian music. He likes Christian rock, but that's really about it. And I think I think you can't reach all of the people all of the time. But I also think that sometimes no matter what the format is, we tap into that joyful lifting our voices in praise that the psalmists do, that David did particularly. Um, and I think that now's a good time to kind of remember back to the last time that we just joyfully raised our voices in song to God and think about praising God in that way and the mind-blowing joyous epiphany to know that God is God and God is and was and will be and came. The word made flesh, like that is a big deal. And celebrating that, that knowing, I think, I think is necessarily larger than life. Um, that's not the right phrase, but large and loud and boisterous and momentous because our own personal epiphanies, when God is revealed to us and not just that like God being who God is was transmitted to us, but also that like we were in a space to receive it. So the epiphany was transmitted and received, right? Um, that personal epiphany and revelation in our lives, like that should be commemorated, should be celebrated so that we can come back to it. So that those times that we feel lost in the fog or in the darkness, you know, I've said before that there are times in my life that I just felt, I was trying so hard, but I felt so lost. Um, and I definitely have those moments here lately too, that I felt like I was in the dark, groping for the pieces, trying to put them together and just cutting myself on the broken glass. And I think if we stop and sit back and like I'm picturing myself on my on my hands groping around and I'm just you know sitting back on my heels and and touching back, remembering what it felt like in our in our bodies and our souls and our spirits and our hearts and our minds and our wills. When we had our epiphany, we tap into the greater universal epiphany and it gives us 
like that recharge and refocus and maybe even a redirection if needed. Well, I, I waxed on quite a bit there. So um, I'm just going to say this. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to say about the Psalms. Well, shucks. Maybe there wasn't. I love this verse in Isaiah. I, um, I come back to this all the time. God called me before I was born. When I was in my mother's womb, he named me. God did that for all of us. Um, there's the verse that's similar to this. God knit me together in my mother's womb. That helps me so much to know that God was there at the beginning. I, I was no mistake. Any way that I am is not... It's not by accident. God made me this way for a purpose. I'm a, you guys know this, I'm a strong woman, and our world is not kind to strong women. Even other women are not kind to strong women. Um, the world just wants to beat us down. It really is a constant battle. And there are times in my life when I tried to be something else because I was just tired of getting beat on. But I have come to know that this is the way God made me. And when I do my self-reflection and my sifting, okay, what are things, what is feedback that I'm getting from the world, from humans, from encounters, that are things that I really um, do want to look at, cooperating with God on on healing something and, and changing and growing as a result of that healing? Or what are things that, like, it's not about me, it's about them? And I believe that this way that I am is, is good and godly, and I will, I will hold on to it and give, pardon the vulgarity, but zero fucks about what the world thinks on that one. Um, yeah, when I, when I come to that bit about being a strong... non-submissive or subservient woman. I, I'm this way because God made me. Um, I feel the same way about my bisexuality. God allowed me to grow this way. Not just allowed, but God guided me into growing this way. God made me strong and compassionate and bisexual and intelligent and human and flawed and all of these things nothing in it is nothing in what I have just listed is evil or wrong or bad maybe sometimes we should stop and sing a song of praise for the co-creative process that we are in with God and becoming our truest selves our authentic selves the selves that God made us to be. I think that deserves some joy too. I think the knowing of ourselves is the unfolding of an epiphany too, because in knowing our true selves, we know God, and in knowing God, we know our true selves. The encounter with the divine is sometimes also within, because God is within us. 
I love, uh, I love here too how the prophet says that he feels like this is all for nothing. He's been trying so hard and it's for nothing. And God says, no, it's not. And furthermore, it's more than you thought it was. It's more than just about Israel. It's about to the ends of the earth. And I think it's that way with us, too. We feel like it's all for nothing, and God's like, no, you might not be able to see it yet, but it's, it's not for nothing. All that work that you're doing, it's not for nothing. And it's part of the universal Christ project. It's part of the entire crea- creation. Your efforts are part of something so vast that you can't even possibly conceive of it. Oh, sorry, I went on a little too long. Now I've got to get Jack from practice, so I'm going to have to wrap up kind of quickly. Um, Revelation, we've read this one pretty recently, but I, I just love it that God's light, and I think we can use both literal and metaphoric here, so also God's awareness, God's vision, God's sight, God's sense. is given to us it is it is what lights up heaven god 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 herself lights up heaven and so also will god illuminate the way for us open our eyes give us glimpses of heaven and i pray that now for us god give us your awareness your sense your sight your vision your light that we can see reveal to us exactly what we need to see to do your work in this moment God Amen and then in our gospel reading I think that and I, ha- I even have this note here that I wrote, you know, like a year and a half ago, but that is what I keep my eyes fixed on when I'm struggling with a particular trial or temptation, that these are the words that I want, that I imagine, that I, I, I envision is probably the best way of saying that. God saying to me when I arrive in heaven, for lack of a better way to put it, I envision God wrapping his arms around me, or whatever the equivalent in heaven is, and saying, oh, my beloved, with whom my soul is well pleased. Just like she said to her son, because I am her child, too. And I very much want to make God proud in the way that a child wants to make a beloved parent proud. And so when I struggle and fight, I imagine God looking down and clapping and saying, well done, my beloved, well done. And then too, I want to note here, Jesus cured, it says, all of them 
Many crowds followed him, and he cured all of them. He cured all of the things. All of the people of all of the things. And we've talked about this before, but I do think that sometimes curing and sometimes healing doesn't look like what we think it looks like and we don't see it immediately and it, it doesn't manifest according to our timetable. And sometimes healing looks like being brought home and we've talked about all of those things, but I think we can rest assured that whenever we pray for healing, prayer is answered and I know that's really really hard when we're suffering especially when we're grieving but I do think that it's true and so God give us just a little glimpse give us just a little understanding of your understanding in order that we might have your peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. All right, folks, now I really better wrap this up. <laughs> Don't want to be late picking up the kiddo. Almighty God, God of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts, we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives by giving up ourselves to your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you in the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you, and you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to her from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>